territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. cell back there. Yes, sir. All right, come on. Now, you got no call to haul me in so rough. This your leg's real bad. You're lucky I didn't break your neck. But I ain't done nothing to get drug around like this. Get in there. Look, that engine was as dead as they come. I, I wasn't hurting him none. His relatives won't look at it that way. They'd call it grave robbing. I wasn't gonna muss things up none. I... I'm just sort of looking for some things they might have buried with them, Marshal. They... Well, they sure wasn't doing him no good. Now, you listen to me, Red. You're a fool, but that's no excuse. In the first place, those Indians don't bury anything with their dead that you'd want. An old pipe, maybe, or a can of grease or a horse's tail. But even so, they don't look kindly on grave robbing. If they'd have caught you before I did, you'd be needing a grave by now, or you'd be praying for one anyway. And the whole countryside would be in danger of an uprising. Now, you're going to stay in jail for a while. But my leg, Marshal... It, it's still bleeding. All right, I'll have Doc take a look at it if I can get him to come over here. Chester? Yes, sir. Go get Doc, will you? Well, yes, I will, but if it was me, I'd just soon let him bleed to death. I would too, Chester, but that way we'd have a job of burying him. Yeah, guess you're right there, Mr. Dillon. I'll go get Doc. <laughs> Better order some more of that whiskey, Sam. We're getting low. I'll do that, Miss Kitty, but it sure ain't very good, and that's a fact. That's <laughs> the best we can get. Besides, the men who come in here wouldn't pay for any better. Most of them wouldn't know the difference anyway. Oh, hello, Miss Kitty. Hello, uh, Chester. Hi. You want a drink? Well, that ain't exactly what I come in here about, but... What's on your mind? Well, I've been all over town looking for Doc... Guess I have worked up quite a thirst at that. A beard go down real good. Give him a beer, Sam. Coming up. <laughs> Tracking somebody down is sure dry work. There you are. Thank you kindly for the beer, Miss Kitty. You should have come in here first, Chester. I could have saved you getting so thirsty. <sighs> How come? Well, Doc was in earlier on his way out south of town someplace. He said he wouldn't be back till tomorrow. Well... I swear I sure don't know what's the good of being a doc if you ain't going to be around when you're needed. Now, slow down, Chester. Doc didn't go off on a pleasure trip, you know. Who needs him? Well, Mr. Dillon sent me out to find him and bring him back with me. Did Matt hurt? 
Oh, no, ma'am, it ain't him. It's that no-good Joe Red we caught out there climbing up on an Indian burying place. Huh? He hurt his leg when we pulled him down. He's carrying on something awful about it. Well, you'll just have to wait till Doc gets back tomorrow. I, uh, I beg your pardon. Yeah? I couldn't help overhearing. There's no secret about it. Sounded as though I might be able to help. My name is Milford Brand. I'm a doctor. Oh, well, well, that's good of you, Dr. Brand. This is Chester Proudfoot. I do, Proudfoot. Why don't you take Dr. Brand over the jail, Chester? He can look at Joe Red's leg. All right, I'll do that, Miss Kitty. Maybe he'll have to cut it clean off. rifle works a little slow, Chester. How long has it been since you cleaned it? Well, not too long. Well, look at it. You can see that it's dirty, can't you? Well, right after the last time. It ain't too bad. Hello, Matt. Hello, Doc. Oh, Doc. When did you get back? Oh, by now, go. Hey, what are you doing? You figuring on starting a war? Yeah, I just want to be able to finish it if one gets started, Doc. We was only checking over the guns, Doc. It don't mean we're planning to shoot nobody. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> oh, so you still got Joe Red locked up? Yeah. How's his leg? Well, he stopped complaining anyway. Well, that could mean it's better or a lot worse. You want to see him? No, no, just not. He's Dr. Brand's patient. I'll let him handle it. You mean that other Doc is still in Dodge? He's still here and he's going to stay here, Chester. Huh? He's going to take up doctor in here? That's what they're telling me. Why, he can't do that. And why can't he? Well, this is your town, Doc. That's why he can't. Oh, now, wait a minute. Ain't no two ways about it. He can't come in here in his darn city suit and start drumming away your hair. Matt, can you keep him going on like an old woman? Chester, will you quiet down and let Doc talk? Now, listen to me for a minute. This town is getting bigger all the time. We can use another doctor. We don't need no more Lord knows I don't mind a little help. And it's just plain foolishness to say that you don't want a doctor because you don't like the cut of your suit. Well, now, I never said that. I'm going to go to the Dodge house and see if I can help him to get started. What? And if you have any sense at all, Chester Crawford, you keep your mouth shut and give him a chance. You might need him yourself someday. Well, now, just what did you think of that, Mr. Dillon? Well, I tell you, Chester, from the way Doc just left here, I think you better stay healthy for a while. From Dr. Brand? Philadelphia. Philadelphia? Oh. I understand Philadelphia has developed into quite a medical center. Oh, yes, indeed. Several medical schools there. Newest methods and procedures are taught. Now, it, uh, it doesn't look much like God City. Oh, God City. No, that's uh, You'll get your hands dirty here, that's a fact. <laughs> My office is just up those stairs, Oh, that's very kind of you, Dr. Adams. Oh, no trouble, no trouble at all. You'll be welcome to use my office until you've had time to set up in a place of your own. Well, I hardly think. I've wished many a time there was somebody around to help with the load. Yeah, here we are. Very, very nice. 
And there's another room in there. I see. And where is your laboratory? Well, uh, <laughs> you're standing in it. This room? It's hardly equipped. Most of my equipment, Doctor, fits right into that black bag. <laughs> my laboratory travels with me. Well, how are you able to keep up on the current studies, on research? Well, Doctor out here doesn't give a man much time for study or research. He's too busy keeping folks alive any way he can, whether it's in the book or not. But maybe now that you're here and can help out with the work, I'll have a little more time. Dr. Adams. Yeah? Perhaps we'd better get something straight. I didn't come to Dodge City to be your assistant. I intend to practice medicine in a professional and scientific manner. Well, sure you do, Dr. Brand. Sure you do. I just hope you'll be able to. Most of us at times are inclined to eat too much or to eat foods that disagree. The results? Acid indigestion, heartburn, or gas. So remember this. Who do you know about the little white tablet in the little green pocket roll? Just waiting for the moment when you need them to bring your acid indigestion under control. Tums are the little white tablets. In the little green pocket roll. Chums for the tummy. T-U-M-S. Bring relief quicker than you'd ever guess. Best for any kind of acid distress. Keep them handy in the pocket roll. Keep your tummy under Tums control. Get Tums 10 cents, three roll pack a quarter. Or get the new Tums six roll pack with free metal carrier, only 49 cents. the wrong slant on it, Matt. It's not the way food tastes that counts. It's what it does for you. Well, that's what I'm afraid of, Doc. Oh, now, it wasn't that bad. You know, you're pretty squeamish for a man of your heft. Well, maybe so, but I'd hate to know the bloodlines of that stew I just ate. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, Matt. Uh, there's Zach Willard. I want to ask him about his wife. Oh, sure, Doc. Uh, uh, Zach! Zach Willard! Oh. Hello, Doc. Uh, come on over here. I want to talk to you a minute. <laughs> Well, all right. Uh, Hello, Zach. How are you? Marshal. I wanted to ask you about Myrtle, Zach. Is she feeling any better? Why, yeah, Doc. Yeah, she's better. Good. That medicine we tried her must be doing the job, huh? <laughs> I've been trying to get out there for a week, Zach. You tell Myrtle that I'll be by to see her real soon. Well, I'll tell her, Doc, but... Ain't no need for you to come by. Oh, sure, I'll come, Zach. I may have to neglect my patients for a while, but I always get there eventually. Well, uh, the fact is, Doc, uh, well, Myrtle's took the doctor in a little different. She has? Well, as long as she's feeling better, I, I'll come by and check on what she's doing. <laughs> uh, well, you see, uh, well, Myrtle's doctoring with the new doc now. He comes out every day. 
see. Uh, Dr. Brand. Yes, sir. Well, you tell Murderer that I'm glad she's feeling better, Zach. Sure, Doc. Come on, man. You, uh... You're not gonna let a thing like that bother you, are you, Doc? No, it doesn't bother me, Matt. Myrtle Willard is suffering from a common Kansas complaint. Too much dust, too much loneliness, too much prairie. It'll do a lot of good to have a visit every day from a doctor. If he only talks to her. I never had the time. Funny thing, though. What's that, Doctor? It looks like I might have the time from now on. Matt, I think you ought to do something. Well, what do you want me to do, Kitty? Lock him up? Throw him out of town? I'm serious. This Dr. Brand needs talking to. He's going around as though he's the only man who ever had a medical degree. As though Doc isn't anything more than a medicine man. Well, does he actually come right out and talk against Doc? No. Doesn't come right out and say anything, Matt. He's too smart for that. But he sure gets the idea across. I wish you would knock some sense into him. Now, Kitty, as long as he doesn't poison his patients, I can't do anything about Excuse me. Huh? Uh, Joe Red just came in. I, I want to talk to him. Sure, Matt. Out of bother, I. You don't look much like a man who's going to stay out of trouble, Joe. You going to follow me around the rest of my life, Marshal? Joe, I warned you to stay out of trouble or stay out of Dodge. Well... There ain't no law against liquor. There's a law against breaking the peace, and I think you better get out of town until you sober up. Well, now, look, Marshal, I got a right to be here. I got a right to be in Dodge. A man's got a right to see his doctor, now, don't he? Well, you came in to see Dr. Brand? I come in to see Dr. Brand. A man has a right to... It isn't your health that interests me, Joe. But you cause any trouble and you're going to go to jail, sick or well. Now you go on and you see your doctor. And then you get out of town. at that cussed prairie stretching way out there. What's the matter with it? Well, it ain't good for nothing. That's what's the matter with it. It's only good for buffalo grass. The best it can do is grow a cottonwood. You could ride all day and all night, and it don't never change. I, I swear I don't know what ails folks settling in a place like this. Well, you ought to know, Chester. You settled here. Well, I ain't neither settled here. Well, you've been in Dodge a good many years now. You live there. Your friends are there. I'd call that settling. Well, now, that may look like settling to you, but I ain't about ready to settle no worse than... Look down, Mr. Dillon. What? Over there next to that little old sod house. That man there. He's signaling to us. Now, let's go over and see what he wants. Hello, Mr. Dillon. 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 Hello, Mr.
wanted to see us, mister? You're the marshal, ain't you? Yeah, I'm the marshal. What can I do for you? Well, I'll tell you. I ain't much for cottoning up to the law, but right now it's a choice between the law and an Indian uprising. What are you talking about? Them Pawnees are going the war path. If they found out about it, sure shoot. Oh, come on, mister. Tell me what happened. Why, it's that grave. A little grave out on the prairie. That Indian grave up on them poles. Well, what happened to it? Why, nothing happened to the grave, Marshal. It's still there, all right. Then what's the trouble? It's the body. Body? Yeah. Somebody made off with it, clean as a whistle. And them Indians are always stopping by. Chester, come on, let's get back to town. Yes, stupid, Red, but I didn't know you were this stupid. Now, you better tell me quick, what did you do with that body? What body, Marshal? I ain't killed nobody. Don't get smart with me, Red, or I'll break you in, too. No, I'm talking about the body you took from that Pawnee grave last night. Now, come on, what did you do with it? I, I ain't been near no grave. You haven't got much time, Red. You better start talking real straight. Matt? Matt, can I see you for a minute? Can't I wait a little while, Doc? Well, I think it might be important, Matt. All right, but make it fast, will you? I want to get the truth out of this man before it's too late. It won't take long. Chester, yes, sir. lock him up, huh? I'm coming right back to you, Red. You better have your story ready. But I ain't got no story, Marshal, even if you beat me to death. I might do that, too. Come on, Red, get one. All right, now, Doc, what's on your mind? It's about that Dr. Brand. Oh, Doc, I haven't got time to worry about how you two are getting along. You better listen to me, Matt. All right, Doc, shoot. But it seems to me that there's something mighty peculiar going on in those rooms that Brand is set up to practice in. No? I know he takes great stock in being as up-to-date and scientific as possible, and that's all right. That's a good thing. But I think this is going a little too far. Will you get to the point, Doc? All right, Matt. Dr. Brand keeps a body in the back room of his office. A body? A corpse. Where are you going, Matt? I guess it's time I paid a professional call on Dr. Brand. Since show business is the business of entertainment, performers are far from dull folk. This is a matter you'll have fun verifying each Sunday night when the Mitch Miller Show brings sparkling show business chatter your way over most of these CBS radio stations. Marshal Dillon, Brand, I want to talk to you. Oh, Marshal. Oh, hello, Dr. Adams. Hello. Brand, Dr. Adams here has been telling me that you keep a body in your back room. Is that right? Why, it isn't exactly a body, Marshal. It's a skeleton. Yes, I do keep it back there. It's helpful in my study. Where did it come from? 
I'm not sure it's any of your business, Marshal. It's my business, all right. Where did you get the skeleton? Dr. Adams, as a medical man, is it necessary for me to answer these questions? I think you better answer that one, Doctor. Well, as a matter of fact, Marshal, it was a lucky find. I procured this skeleton quite near Dodge City. You better hope you're lucky. It came from an Indian grave, didn't it? Yes, it did. Who got it for you? I got it myself, Marshal. I took a wagon and got it myself. Joe Red told me about it, but he was afraid to go out there again. I managed all right without him. Well, that's the first time I ever heard of Joe Red being smart. Now, listen, Dr. Brand, as soon as it's dark, we're going to take that skeleton right back where it came from. We'll bring the wagon by, and you'll be ready. Oh, come now, Marshal Dillon. Aren't you making a mountain out of a molehill? Every good medical office should have a skeleton to refer to. You'll have to provide your own, Dr. Brand. This one is private property. But it was just an Indian grave. I don't know how you think about things where you come from, Brand, but robbing a grave, any grave, is considered a crime out here. More than that, you place the whole countryside in danger. These Indians visit their graves, and if they come and find the body gone, they won't like it, Dr. Brand. And if they came to me and asked me who stole it, I'd tell them. You, you must be joking, turning a man over to let the Indians. Let me Indian. tell you something. If I had a choice of whether to turn you in or let the Indians start an uprising over something you did, it wouldn't take me very long to make up my mind. So you just be ready and bring that skeleton out as soon as it gets dark. <laughs> It looks just as natural. You think we got the wrappings back on all right, Chester? Oh, I think we've done a real nice job. I don't think them Indians will ever notice a thing about it. Let's hope not. Where did Doc go? Oh, he's sitting down there in the wagon with Dr. Brand. All right, let's go. Mr. Jones? Yeah? Look yonder on that ridge over there. The moon ain't too bright, but it sure looks like Indians to me. Yeah. And they're headed this way. Well, let's get down off of here quick, Chester, and get back to the wagon. Doc, move over. Give me those lines. There's an Indian party headed this way. Oh, all right, man. Ah, cab! Indians? But, Marshal, maybe if we shoot at them, they'll go Put away. Put that gun down, Brand. Well, what are we going to do? We're not going to do anything. I'm going to pull up now and let them come to us. Oh. Oh. Everybody keep quiet. When they get here, I'm going to do the talking to them. Come in peace. Is there a chief among you? Aye, Sharpnose. I don't think I know you, Sharpnose. Are you far from your village? Very far. Why do you come here? We come to pay respects to grave of my brother's brother. Oh, the one back there? The one back there. Why you come? Well, uh... We were just passing by, so we stopped to pay our respects to the grave of your brother's brother, too. We go. Yeah, you go. What 
What are they doing? They're going to circle the grave. Is it going to be all right, Matt? Dylan? Yeah, what is it? I'm listening. I, uh, I think I owe you an apology. And Dr. Adams, I guess I have a lot to learn. There may be newer ways of doing things in the medical schools, Doctor, but folks out here have learned a lot about staying alive. And they've had a hard way of learning it. I'm beginning to understand that, Dr. Adams. Good. Come on, Matt. Now, let's get back to town. Somebody might be needing us doctors. All right, Doc. Rambler continues to pass car after car in sales in state after state. Rambler now outsells all but two other makes. Come see why. Drive the success car at your Rambler dealers. Gunsmoke. Produced and directed by Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Marion Clark, with editorial supervision by John Meston. Featured in the cast were Jack Moyles, Vic Perrin, Ralph Moody, James Nusser, and Howard Culver. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. This is George Walsh inviting you to join us again next week for another story on Gunsmoke. Down all them holes. Well, what about them? Well, I was just wondering, 
Did you ever give them much thought? Oh, I can't say that I have. Well, they ain't good for nothing. Not one cussed thing. You're right about that. But all they do is increase their self and pock up the prairie at them holes. You figuring on doing something about it, Chester? Well, yes, Mr. Dillon, I thought I might just maybe write a letter to the government about it. Oh. Well, you go right ahead and do that. You think it'd do any good? Well, sure it would, Chester. The government would turn it over to the nearest marshal's office. Then I could turn it over to you right away. And you could spend your time rounding up prairie dogs. Well, come right down to it. I ain't such a hand to write letters after all. <laughs> Look yonder, Mr. Dillon. Uh, a buggy pulled up to the side of the road there. Yeah. Now let's see if anything's wrong, huh? Well, what in the world would a lady be doing way out here all by herself? Now let's see. Help, ma'am? It's that rear wheel. It just seemed to give way. Uh, we'll have a look. In Wichita, they said this was a down buggy. You come all the way from Wichita? Alone? Without no man? Well, I I hope to meet him in Dodge City. Well, but it just ain't safe for a woman to go driving all over Kingdom Come without no man. Uh, Chester. Well, yeah, I know, but it's just plain foolish. Chester, let's uh, have a look at the wheel, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, look at there. The pin that holds the wheel on the axle's gone. Uh-huh. Wonder that wheel ain't rolling away across the prairie till yet. Yeah. Not, not much we can do about it out here. No, sir. That needs some first-rate blacksmithing. Well, ma'am, looks like you're stuck here. Uh, can you ride a horse? Well, I, I've ridden a horse, certainly, but... Never on a saddle like that. Well, don't worry about it. We'll lift you up and you can sit sideways. Uh, we'll walk the horse in. It's not too far to dodge. Well, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not accustomed to traveling with gentlemen I don't know. Well, I'm the marshal out of Dodge City, ma'am. Marshal, I, I suppose it's all right then. My name is Sarah Howell. Oh, Mrs. Howell. There's Chester Proudfoot. I do, ma'am. It's Miss Howell, Marshal. I'm not married yet. As a matter of fact, you might be able to help me about that. Oh, how's that? I'm coming to Dodge City to find my fiancé, Marshal. And maybe you can help me find him. Maybe you even know him. Well, what's his name, Miss Hall? His name is Guy Porter. He's a tall man and very handsome. Do you know him, Marshal? Uh, no, ma'am, I'm afraid I don't. You, are you sure he came this way? He told me he was heading west. I... I have reason to believe he may be in Dodge City. Oh, a lot of people come and go in Dodge, ma'am. You'll help me find him. I know you will. Well, a man can lose himself out here if he wants to, you know. Oh, Guy isn't trying to hide from me, Marshal. He said he was coming back, and I, I know he meant it. No, I, I'm afraid something's happened to him. I'm afraid there's trouble. Well, if there's trouble, ma'am, I'd stand a better chance of locating him for you. Yeah, come on. Let's get going. Hello there, Chester. When did you get back? Uh, just a little bit ago, Miss Kitty, and I 
And I don't mind telling you, if I don't never take that ride to Park City again, I won't do no belly aching about it. <laughs> that is the one longest, driest, most no-count piece did of Did Matt come back with you? Uh, oh, yes, he did, Miss Kitty. He'll be in directly. Uh, uh, he's seeing to a lady down to Moss Molly's. Oh? Where'd he find the lady? Park City? Well, no, that ain't exactly the way it was. It, it was more like that he found her along the way. Thing. Oh, come on over to the bar, Chester. I'll buy you a beer to wash some of that dust down. Well, that is mighty friendly of you, Miss Kitty. Uh, this lady you brought in. Oh, do you want to hear about her? Chester will have a beer, Sam. Sure, Kitty. Sure do. Thank you, Miss Kitty. Go on about the lady, Chester. Here you are, Chester. Oh, thank you, Sam. Chester, the lady? Oh, yeah, yes, well... Uh, she come from Wichita, Miss Kitty. And she wants Mr. Dunn to round up a man who's supposed to be out this way somewhere. Oh, does Matt know who he is? No, he don't. But he wouldn't have no trouble recognizing him if he seen him. Tall and toe-headed. Forward him all the way from Wichita, she did. <laughs> I guess women folks can do that better than anybody. So what, Justice? <sighs> recollect what a fellow looks like. Why, they can take just one look at a man's face and they got it stored away in their minds forevermore. How his teeth was set, the way his hair growed out. Why, man don't hardly have a chance. Well, I wouldn't worry about it. What do you mean? An awful lot of you get away. Oh, well, hey, there's a stage going down the street, ain't it? Well, it sounded like it to me. <laughs> yeah, well, then I better get down for the mail. Uh, thank you for the beer, Mr. It's all right, Chester. See you later. Uh, yes, ma'am, I'll sure be back. Ma'am, I'll be upstairs for a while. All right, Kitty. Kitty. Huh? Can I see you a minute? Oh, well, sure, ma'am. What's on your mind? Well, that woman Chester was talking about. he say what her name was? No, Rance, he didn't. Why? Well, I just thought I might know her. I got kinfolk in Wichita. They was, they was talking about a cousin coming out here. Oh, well, I can tell you where she's staying. You could go down there and find out about her. That'd help, all right. Matt took her to Moss Smalley's, the boarding house in the south end of town. Thanks, Kitty. I'll go down there right off. What's the matter with you, Ranch? You come pounding in here like the devil's on your tail. <laughs> You better start worrying about that a little bit, Joe. What do you mean? You talked me into saying you could stay on here with me mighty nice. Claiming nobody saw you get away with that Wichita money. Well, that's right. Nobody did. Well, you should have looked back over the other shoulder. There's a woman asking all over town after you. What? She's giving you a description to the marshal. Right down to that pretty white hair. And he's looking for you, too. Now, you, you just got to get out of here, Joe. Now, just a minute, Rance. Are you sure you know what you're talking about? I know, all right. This woman's from Wichita. She's staying at a town boarding house, and she's asking about you. Now, I don't want no trouble with the law. It's your balling, Rance. There ain't gonna be no trouble. But if she spots... She ain't gonna spot me. You gonna move on? No. She is, tonight. 
How do you know? I'm going to fix it, that's how. You know where this boarding house is? Yeah, sure. All right. You show me after dark. But now, you ain't going to do nothing. You want her to show me to the marshal? No. Well, then leave it to me. Tell you too, Miss Howe. Tain't often one of my lodgers takes it in mind to help out with the chores. No, I'd sooner not have idle hands, Mrs. Smalley. I am grateful to you. Would you care to come set a spell in the parlor when we finish up? Oh, that's kind of you, but I think I'll just take a little stroll. You're going out walking. Well, whatever for? Guy, Mr. Porter and I, we used to stroll. We used to take lovely strolls in the summer evenings. Perhaps I might even run into him. Stranger things have happened, haven't they, Mrs. Smalley? Well, ain't likely. But there's always a chance in this life, Mrs. Smalley. Always a chance. Well, you watch that you're back before it's full dark. Dodge City ain't the safest place in the world for a lady after nightfall. Oh, I don't think you need to worry, Mrs. Smalley. I've never been troubled that way. I'm sure no one would bother me. Mr. Porter used to say a man can always tell a lady... Mm, I'm, I'm sure that's so, my dear, but in this town, they just ain't particular if you're a lady or if you're not. Rance, here, come over here. Did you find out who she is? Do you know where her room is? I know who she is, all right, Joe. Her name's Howell. Come on, then. Let's go. Now, wait a minute. She ain't there. Ain't there? You listen to me, Rance. It won't do you no good to try to trick me away from doing this. Now, that ain't it. I swear it ain't. She went out for a walk. That's what they told me. Out for a walk? Well, why would... Wait a minute. What's the matter? Quiet. It must be her walking alone. And don't you do nothing, Joe. Don't you hear? You be quiet. Now you won't be talking about me or nobody else. Send somebody for you. Yeah, I just heard, Doc. How is she? Well, man, I don't know. There must be something about this town. I'm continually being called in to take care of somebody who ought to be dead, but isn't. Not quite. Does she have a chance? Well, any doctor in his right mind would say no. She shouldn't be alive, but she is. I don't know. She just may stay that way. Any idea who did it to her? I didn't have time to ask. Uh, could I see her? Oh, no, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Would it hurt her? Well, no, I guess it won't hurt her, but it won't do you any good. She's, 
She's delirious, man. She just keeps moaning and calling for somebody named uh, Guy. She's not able to tell you anything. Well, I guess that's the way they wanted it. Oh, thanks, Kitty. Well, it's hard to figure why anybody would do such an awful thing. What could that poor woman have done to anybody? I don't know, Kitty. It's pretty bad, even for Dodge. She hasn't been able to tell you anything yet, huh? I don't suppose she will be able to, even if she gets well. Mm. It was dark, and whoever it was jumped her from behind. Dodge seems a strange place for a lone, middle-aged woman like her to come to, doesn't it, Matt? Yeah, especially when she said she came to find the man she was engaged to. You think he could have done it? I'm not even sure there is such a man, Kitty. Well, Rance Matson couldn't have been the one. He's much too young. Rance Matson? Yeah, that young farmer lives out of town away. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. Well, what's he got to do with this? Oh, maybe nothing, but... He was in there earlier asking about the woman who came from Wichita. Thought she might be one of his kinfolk. Oh, what do you want to know? Her name, where she was staying. Matt, do you think... I don't know, Kitty, but I'm sure going to find out. Anxious to be out on this road again so soon, Mr. Dillon. Seems like we ain't hardly been off it. Yeah. We could have stopped off at the Matson place yesterday just as easy on our way back from Park City. And it might have saved some trouble if we had, Chester. Yeah, come on, let's turn in here. Yeah. There's Ranch standing out in front there. Yeah. Hudson, I want to talk to you. Well, he's running, Mr. Dillon. And where you are. Don't shoot! Next time I'll be aiming for you. Get his gun, Chester. Yes, sir. Now, look, Marshal, I... I don't want no more trouble. Chester, keep an eye on him. I'm going up to the house. Yes, sir. There's nothing inside! All right, come on out of there. Come on. There are two of us here. Don't shoot anymore. I'm, I'm hit. Then come on out. All right, Chester, let's try to patch him up. I want him to last long enough to answer a few questions. Hardly has any strength left. Okay, Doc. Miss Howell? Miss Howell? Oh? It's Matt Dillon, Miss Howell. I, uh, 
I'd like to talk to you for a minute. Oh, Marshal. Nice of you to come to see me. About, uh, about the man you were looking for. Guy? You, you found Guy? Well, we might have, Miss Holmes. Oh, Guy. I knew I'd find him. Now, you said that he was a tall man. <laughs> tall, Marshal. Straight as a young tree. And yellow-headed. He has light-colored hair, all right. And it shines in the sun. Well, uh, we found a man that looks something like that. When can I see him? Where is he, Marshal? Well, now, just a minute, Miss Howell. You, you might not be so glad to see him as you think. Oh, well, Marshal Dillon, you mustn't talk that way. I've never had a thought for any other man. No, ma'am, I didn't mean that, but... Uh, well, this man, he may have changed some since you last saw him. Oh, not Guy. He couldn't have. Besides, it was just a little while ago. I have to tell you, Miss Howell. This man is wanted for robbery in Wichita. And he... He may even be the man who beat you up. Oh. Marshal Dillon. I'm sorry, but that's the way it looks. Why, Guy Porter never did a dishonest thing in his life. Where is he, Marshal? Let me see him. Well, I, I didn't know the way it turned out if you want to see him after all. Please, Marshal, bring him to me. All right, ma'am. She wants to see him, Doc. All right. Chester? Yes, sir. Bring him in. Yes, sir. Come on now, mind your steps, huh? Take your hat off in a lady's bedroom. Here he is, Miss Holmes. Guy? Guy? Come come closer. Go on, step up there. Tall and slim. But you're old. Old. No. No, you're not, Guy. You sure about that, ma'am? Of course I'm sure, Marshal. Why, Guy's young. Young. He's only a couple years older than I am, Marshal. Yeah, Mr. Dillon. You better take him out of here, Chester. All right, Doc. Matt? Yeah, Doc, I'm, I'm ready to leave. Just a minute, Marshal, if you please. Yes, ma'am? I don't seem to have made myself clear to you about Mr. Porter, Marshal. Perhaps in the interest of preventing another unfortunate error... Well, you don't have to talk anymore. I prefer to get things straight, Doctor. Guy Porter is a young man, Marshal. We grew up together. That's all right, Miss Howell. No. No, it certainly is not all right. You clearly don't understand. Bringing in that middle-aged man in those rough clothes. Why, Guy would never let his uniform look so tacky. His uniform? Of course, Marshal Dillon. As long as the war continues, he'll be in uniform. Matt, 
even though his regiment was ordered into the western wilderness. He'd never let himself look like that. But he better leave, Matt. I'll give her something. Yeah, Doc, you, you do that. They ordered him west. And I waited and waited. And finally I came to find him. It was all right for me to come, wasn't it, Marshal? It was all right, ma'am. You won't make a mistake and bring me the wrong man again, will you, Marshal? Just Guy. No, ma'am. I, I won't bring you the wrong man again. Mm. Jing, I tell you for sure, Mr. Dillon, I'm glad they sent a deputy to take that outlaw back to Wichita on the stage. I sure wasn't hankering to ride that road again so soon. Yeah. He was an awful mean one, beating up a lady like that. Is Miss Howell going to be all right, Mr. Dillon? I guess she'll get over the beating, Chester. But Doc doesn't think her mind will ever be any better. How could she go on like that all these years, thinking that fellow was coming back to her? I don't know. Yeah, memory can do funny things. Yeah, but Doc says she was carrying around a telegraph the War Department sent her years ago, telling her this guy Porter had been killed. Yeah, I know. But she didn't want to believe it. No, she didn't. And I guess she never will. McDonald stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Marion Clark, with editorial supervision by John Meston. Featured in the cast were Vic Perrin, Clark Gordon, and Ann Morrison. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. This is George Walsh inviting you to join us again next week for another story on Gunsmoke.